the chant is drill baby drill he had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of donald trump is not in charge of the law in our country because you'd be in jail secretary clinton I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. Welcome to a Thursday, August. Holy shnikey, is 25th <laughs> edition of Elephants in the Room. It's getting closer. To football season. And all the fall things. And all the fall things. I already got pumpkin spice nut pods, so I'm feeling the fall. I think you're going to need to explain what a <laughs> nut pod is to... Uh, <laughs> For those of there, for those of you without a, a, a Whole Foods, in town. <laughs> it is a coffee creamer that is plant based and doesn't have any sugar, and I love it. You know, in the previous episode, my wonderful co-host tried to briefly convince people that college football wasn't a real thing, and now she's talking about plant-based creamer and it's it's Just really not helping our cause right a now. A woman of a many different tastes. A renaissance a woman. A renaissance woman. You don't mm. need no man. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you what we don't need and we don't need out uh, do, do, uh, I guess before we get in is there anything that you want to shout out call outs follow. Oh please leave us a review. There you go. Wherever you listen to us because it helps us find more viewers like you so we can keep growing so that's my psa what are we starting off with well i I think we're starting off with the big news of the day which is the uh student loan giveaway yes free money free money there's it's it it's being panned i don't want to say universally but the Washington Post has come out against it. Whoa. Yeah, there is, there is a, you know, our former representative in New Hampshire, Chris Pappas, Democrat, is against it, came out, put out a statement against it. And why are the liberals against it? Because I so, thought they loved free money. So here's the thing about the student loan. And the quick and dirty on it is, is that uh, it's $10,000 forgiveness on student loans or up to $20,000 in Pell Grants. As long as you earn less than one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, or your household earns less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, okay, um, those are pretty substantial thresholds. Oh, so they're upset that the threshold is too high. So part of it is is that so part of part of it, the easiest one that that the populists on both sides picked on is, you know quarter of a million dollars of a year is pretty nice to live on do you really think that we need to be forgiving these people these students do you think we need to be forgiving people who earn that 
student student loan forgiveness. You know that was the that was the kind of the first thing that people people pointed out. Um, the overall cost for this, I've seen two different numbers. I see the lowest I've seen is three hundred billion. I saw a five hundred billion dollar number today. Um, they don't want it. The administration will not commit to a number. Uh, Miguel Cardona, the secretary, secretary secretary of education, a position that should not exist, was on CNN today, and uh, he would not commit to a number um, because the question was like, well, you know, you just you just touted this Inflation Reduction Act that was supposed to decrease the deficit, you know, three hundred three hundred billion dollars over the next ten years, right? And you just went and blew it all on student loan forgiveness to people making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Is that is that really the most fiscally responsible situ, you know thing that we can do? And the reality is, is that this is just a political giveaway. Obviously, that's all this is. It's just we a are political buying giveaway. Vo- buying votes. Um, if the cost of the program were five hundred billion dollars, it would cost each taxpayer an average of three thousand one hundred sixty-four dollars. There you go. Um. They, I, I mean, the, the, there's there's question about whether this is even legal. You know, I saw people going, "Well, if you could forgive ten thousand, why can't you, you forgive fifty thousand? <laughs> yeah, why ten thousand? What was the magic number here? What was the thinking of this completely arbitrary number? I thought their whole thing was that they were going to get rid of all student loans, not just ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Well, that's the thing. The other thing is, is that I saw, and I even saw this some talking head on 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 MSNBC said it was just echoing something that I've seen elsewhere, which was the the second obvious point was this does nothing to address the cost of higher education, which is the root problem of people having massive student loans to begin with. Right. Right. Forgiving the loan doesn't doesn't get doesn't do anything to solve the problem of the cost of higher education in this country. If you want to hearken back to a previous episode of the elephants in the room I would like to remind you that no one has ever seen a commercial from a leading university or college that said, we're going to get you a better job placement for less money than that university next door. You've never seen that advertisement, and you never will as long as the government is pushing nonsense policies like student loan forgiveness for well-off people. It's a complete nonsensical policy that only is going to exacerbate the problem. Yep. Like this is like this is like the classic classic definition of um of the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, people didn't fully understand, we'll just forgive it. No, 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 no. No, sorry. Sometimes people screw up and they have to be a lesson to people who come along. Right? There are, we have ancestors who ate mushrooms in the wild and foamed at the mouth and died. And then the other people in, our, in their caveman group went, oh, I guess we don't eat those mushrooms. Okay? <laughs> That's how we do as a society. Hey, guess what? Don't take out $200,000 of student loans so you can get a degree in activist basket weaving because it's not going to generate you any income. Okay? Sorry, you ate the mushroom and you foamed at the mouth. <laughs> But you were a warning for everyone else behind you. Is that too cruel? (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think that that's too cruel. But that's what happens. That's what happens. 
But this, you know, here's the interesting thing. What we've been saying all along, and I want to go to the second big story of the day, which is continues to be the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, which we're going to touch on very, 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 very shortly um, and quickly. But today, um, acting president Ron Klain, who is the, uh, I think, the White House chief of staff, senior advisor, he's like the shadow president, right? Um, He went on MSNBC today, and he said... And, and I want to explain how this works, folks. I want to explain, I want to explain how, how, how a, a partisan White House gets a message out to their friends in the media. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So Ron Klain, shadow president, White House chief of staff, goes on <laughs> MSNBC today. And he says that he wants to see fewer talking heads talking about the Trump raid on cable news. They should tell him to go pound sand. But what, what did they actually say? <laughs> what he's actually doing is he's acknowledging what we've been saying. Is that the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago is a distraction from the horrible things and horribly unpopular things. If people were paying attention and understood what the Biden administration was doing, these would be very unpopular bills. But people are on vacation. They're trying to get their last vacation in before the kids go back to school. They're not paying attention to what's going on. And the Biden administration, credit to them, is shoving all this stuff through when people aren't paying attention. Well, then why but would what, they tell them to stop? Because, because, this, because what Ron Klain is doing is he's telling the cable news companies, cable news organizations like mm-hmm. MSNBC, keep talking about the FBI raid. What he's doing is he's providing cover to them. What he's doing is that the networks can point to him going, hey, look, the White House doesn't want us to talk about this raid, but we're going to continue focusing on it because we think that this is an interesting story. Ah, That's what they're doing. Mind games. Because there's nothing about the FBI raid, frankly, that the Biden administration shouldn't want to highlight. What they shouldn't be highlighting are their policies because their policies are a disaster. When people learn about, like anytime people learn about what Democrats are doing, they get upset and they elect Republicans, right? So Ron Klain doesn't want people to, right? This is Ron Klain's way of saying, hey, can you please distract? I'm providing you cover. Please distract from what we are trying to accomplish in this country because if people find out what we're doing before the election, we're not going to be able to, to, to possibly hold on to the Senate, possibly hold on to the House. God forbid. I even said that out loud. So I want to explain that he was doing. Look, this is what he said. I think it's understandable that people have an interest in these things, but I also think how much coverage it gets is a choice the cable executives make, not us here at the White House. I actually think fewer talking head panels about Mar-a-Lago and more explaining to people how they could get the tax benefits in the Inflation Reduction Act. Folks, the only way that you can get tax benefits in the Inflation Reduction Act is if you go out and you spend boatloads of money on something like an electric car or a solar panel system. And in a country where today, this week we found out where 20% of people in this country are unable to pay their electric bill, do you think we are all, all of the people who would like a tax break, do you think that they're in a position to go out and buy a Tesla? No, they are not. And that's, what, and that's why he doesn't, that's why he's providing this cover. 
because he doesn't want people to know that he's laughing at them. Oh, you can get a tax break, just go out and buy a Tesla. (laughs) Oh, but you can't because the price of all of the basic goods that you need to just exist have gone up 50% in the past year. Best of luck. So do you think they will take the bait? Of course they will. They're going to continue focusing on it. Okay. And it's the worst thing that we can do as a party is focus on the, the raid. It's going to play out in the court of law. Okay. Well, then as and a podcast, we, we should move on. But that is why I'm pointing it out. <laughs> if you want more interesting, if you want more information on the FBI raid, I would kindly polite, uh, I would politely point you in the direction of Andy McCarthy's piece in National Review today. Okay. I, um, I want to talk about taking brave stands. Okay. And, you know, I think as conservatives, we try not to get overly emotional. We try to be a little rational about things. Mm-hmm. But we do have emotions, you know? Like the Tea Party. That was a really emotional reaction because we love this country. And so, and so we definitely become guilty of this as a podcast that sometimes we just get overly emotional and, you know, sometimes, you know, you can get focused on that spiral of bad news and oh no, but there are other times where you get emotional and you char- get charged up and it gets you fired up to take a stand. Okay. And I want to talk today about someone who took a brave stand. Okay. Tell me more. Chelsea Clinton removed Kanye West's music from her running playlist in support of Kim Kardashian. Wow. She is so brave. This is someone who is fighting for female empowerment at every turn. Yep. No more Yeezy, says Chelsea Clinton. In an interview, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Say that five times fast. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. That's okay. Clinton shared that she has cut out Kardashian's estranged husband, Kanye West's music from her running playlist. I've had to let go of Kanye because it's just, I can't. Just the way he has treated Kim Kardashian, that way he has talked about women is unconscionable to me. That was some of my favorite running music, and I have removed it from my music library. I just don't understand how this would even come up as a question. That was, so that was my first question as well. First of all, the idea of Chelsea Clinton being in Entertainment Weekly is hysterical in and of itself, because if anyone saw Chelsea Clinton attempt to be a news anchor on Brian Williams' short-lived news program in like this was like 12 years ago on nbc or msnbc like the only thing all i can can just say is that i was in the position as a producer to cut up and absolutely roast it and we put together the funniest three-minute montage i i i remember doing 
and we killed it because it was literally too mean. But anyways. I was going to say, like, the only reason I can think of is she had some publicist who was like, you're not in the spotlight enough. Let's go do a puff piece. I, I, I just, why? I, I just, well, let's take a, let's take a look at this. Chelsea Clinton. Wait, in an interview with who? Go back up. Entertainment Weekly. Who even books someone for that? What does Chelsea Clinton know about entertainment? That's what I was just saying. Weekly Chelsea Clinton. Let's give you folks some good radio here. And he's he's one-handed typing, so this could take forever. Oh, they get real on docuseries Gutsy. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Is this on, like, Oprah's network or something? Or they get their own network? Long the subject of media scrutiny, the Clintons turned the spotlight on bold, brave women making positive change in the world and reveal an unexpected side of themselves in the process. Ugh, God. Apple TV. Barf. Yeah, that... I won't be watching that. Nope. Mm-mm. Unless we want to do, like, a funny episode where we... Uh, what is it? Science fiction, Monty Python. What's the one where they like are in the audience talking about the movie? Oh, um, Mystery Science Theater yeah. 3000. Or we could do an episode like that of it. <laughs> it would just be like a fun one on <laughs> off schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we would just peanut gallery it the whole time. Oh, Have man. a few beverages, you know. Yeah, I mean, oh man, Mystery Science Theater. That they had some. What was the? There was there was a. I was shocked that. Um. Um. Oh. There, 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 there was a movie. Yes. That um. My mother-in-law sent us. It was. It was. It was it, uh, about the dinosaurs in the desert. This was years ago. You don't remember this. Okay, 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 yeah. So so, so this is going to point out that I have a very, very, very weird memory. I remember, I think, but it's called something like, like, like the Valley of the Ganji or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was, it was something, it was like part of like a Free Republic article, she said. Anyways, that's the kind of like D-list kind of movie that they did. Um, I can only imagine that that would be a lot more entertaining than watching Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, who they say are, I had to, we think we know Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, but it was such a lovely surprise to find out they are funny and warm and up for anything. That's like a horribly backhanded compliment to give someone. They thought that they would be terrible, but. It turns out they're not as cold and bitchy as they come off on TV. Pardon my my wife. Turns out they were coached very well prior to coming to our studio. Also, we deleted a lot of things. (laughs) I just found it to be such an odd quote to give. Like, like, let me sell these people on their personality. It's like they're not as horrible as you think they are. um, I had to, I had to bring that up because I just thought like it was just so, and and I I okay I I I I saw this in conjunction with two other things that I saw and I just thought gosh, like everyone in this country in our generation and below like ninety percent of us are just like totally useless, and I say that because of two stories. Apparently, we're about to get our first Gen Z member of Congress, 
His name's Maxwell Alejandro Frost. He's 25 years old. He's never worked a day in his life, and he is a professional gun violence prevention advocate. Is he that kid from the high school? No. Okay. No, he's not I like that how you kid. know who I'm talking about. <laughs> no, he's not. That's David Hogg. Okay, it's some he's other kid. He's not him. No, this okay. is someone else. Um, he was endorsed by Bernie Sanders, and um, he's basically running on the platform of free money for Gen Z and taking the rights away of everyone else. Great. So, great. 26 years old. A very important voice that we should have in Congress. And this is the great thing is that the media is going to promote him and they're just going to be like, he's such a brave voice. He's such a strong voice for the future. This is what the kids believe because the media are full of lazy people. So they're just going to extrapolate from this one single data point that this is what the youth of America believe. <sighs> and they're just going to promote this from... so. Remember that name, Maxwell Alejandro Frost. He is the even less accomplished version of AOC making its way to Congress. I mean, at least AOC worked, right? At least she knows how to make an old-fashioned. You know, she can mix you a drink. She can't do much else, but she can mix you a drink. This kid can't even do that. Uh... All right. Would it shock you to know that watching the news can make you sick? That's why I don't watch it. And that's why I'm always healthy. 16.5% of people found that, uh, found that they had severely problematic news consumption. Yeah. Like, for instance. One out of, what is that? One out of six people? So, in Arizona, we get monsoons in the summer. Yes. They're very fun. Max is very into the weather. So anytime there's a weather event, like he wants to see, he wants to go out in it and he also wants to see what the news is talking about. So I put the news on the television outside and then go stand in the electrical so, store because that's what you do. That's what smart people do. Please do not follow this advice. Um, so we turn, we've been turning on the local news. Now, mind you, Arizonans uh, don't focus on every single storm. So sometimes it's just the regular news. And we watch it for like five minutes thinking like, well, they'll get to the storm coverage, so we'll wait. Within five minutes, it's like, car crash here, murder there. It's like, this is why I don't watch the news. It's just all bad stuff. Why would I want to watch this? It's hard to disagree with that. Um, and that's why I brought it up, because why don't we fall into this? This You want to you tell you something that will make you? This, this is going to give you, this, this will give you some real optimism going forward in our country. Okay. What percentage of Gen Zers said that they plan to get a job after they finish school? It should be 95%. Who, who's not going to get a job? What are you going to do? Sit on your butt? 69% agreed. And what is that 31% planning on doing? Uh, 27% of Gen Z in America plan to become social media influencers. Oh, good. Yes. That's a job. Think about that. One out of every four people in your neighborhood being a social media influencer. Who are they going to influence if they're all doing it? I really don't know. I really don't know. All right. Well, best of luck, kids. So that's what we're dealing with. The very motivated generation. 
I think this is like the, the same thing we mentioned on a previous. Although I wonder what our generation's, per- I mean, it wouldn't have been the same exact question, but I'm sure our generation is just as lazy. I can't, I can't imagine us being much better, to be completely honest. Wait, was the question framed as, are you going to go get a job or do you want a job? Because that's very different. No one wants to go get a job, but are you going to go get one? Okay, let me. Let you, that that is a good that is a good question. Because if you ask me, do you want to work? Not really, but I do because I need to. Did you find it, or they're not going to tell us? Uh, it's going to take me. They buried it because they didn't want people to be um, critically thinking about this. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it would kind like, of ruin the headline if the question is, "Do you want a job after college?" Because <laughs> then I would act. Then I would think the headline is, "Wow, the new generation really wants to work. Sixty-nine percent of them want to go get a job." Yeah, I mean, some of it seems like they. Some of the questions are they want to be, but. I don't think that that's, but, but here it is. I mean, when asked whether they plan to get a job after they finish school, 20, only 27% plan to become social media influencers after they finish school. One in four believe there should be social media influencer training in school, with 6% of Gen Z actively choosing not to go to college to become an influencer. Oh, I- all right. Well, we're probably not going to find that, but. Anyway, where are we at? All right. What's the uh, last things you want to touch on? I think I, I don't I don't I don't know how 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 I could. I, I've got. OK, well, let's talk about. OK, I'm to finish with this. This is funny. A little podcast news. Little podcast news. This is very podcast podcast conference organizer profusely begs forgiveness over Ben Shapiro's presence in an expo area. Keep in mind, keep in mind, this is not Ben Shapiro speaking. Who goes to a podcast conference? (laughs) What what do they talk about? How to put your microphone into your computer? The podcast movement conference is being held in Dallas until Friday. It's the podcast movement calls itself, quote, the world's largest community of podcasters. Apparently, the Daily Wire, being such a massive, massive podcasting platform, has a booth there. And Ben Shapiro, being the owner of the company, showed up. They did not expect Ben Shapiro to show up to apparently this massive podcast expo when he is part of one of the largest podcast companies in the world. Hi, folks. We owe you an apology before sessions kick off for today. Yesterday afternoon, Ben Shapiro briefly visited the PM22 Expo near the Daily Wire booth. Though he was not registered or expected, we take full responsibility for the harm done by his presence. There is no way around it. We agreed to sell the Daily Wire a first-time booth based on the company's large presence in podcasting. The weight of that decision is now painfully clear. Shapiro is a co-founder. A drop-in, however unlikely, should have been considered a possibility. (laughs) 
Those of you who called this unacceptable are right. In nine wonderful years of celebrating this medium, podcast movement has made mistakes. The pain caused by this one will always stick with us. We promise that sponsors will be more carefully considered moving forward. Just to clarify, no Daily Wire representatives were scheduled to appear on panels, and Shapiro remained in the common space and did not have a badge. If you have questions, we're here to talk. Thank you for reading, and we hope you'll continue to join us from here on out. Oh, my God. They have no spine. I, I just... You know, in case you're ever wondering whether we win another world war, <laughs> I'm not sure you need to worry. I'm not sure you need to wonder, too. I, was, I think you need to worry. I don't think you need to wonder, but I do think you need to worry. <laughs> God forbid China just sends just people with the picture, with Ben Shapiro's picture and shirts against us. I'm trying to find what the agenda is, but it's okay. Well, Dr. Sanjay Gupta is, there you is go. going to be there. That's all. You, there we go. It just says, oh, that's her podcast. Criminal. <laughs> they have a criminal they have coming. A criminal there. <laughs> that's the name of her podcast. Um. Okay. Great. I don't. Why is any of this interesting? I mean, because Mark Cuban's going to be there. What I was trying to figure out is if they had other news organizations there, because why are they singling out someone if they have other news organizations there? Um, because the anti-Semitic people who attend their conference were upset that a Jew was there. I was going to say, isn't he Jewish? <laughs> Okay, I'm briefly looking at the sponsors. Look at that. Daily Wire just gave big old, big old. Oh. Oh, whoa. We won't mention that. <laughs> wow. Oh, hey now. That's probably who flipped out. Dave Ramsey. He's like a money guy, though. He, I mean, he is conservative, but he, he focuses. Oh, he's more conservative. He's Christian. He's even more cons- persona non grata. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's any, like, news-esque organization but i'm not seeing i mean i heart podcast has like everybody all right i mean it's how are they just figuring that i mean daily wire is mentioned like several times on this website do they not like google them like imagine i mean like imagine if it was like the aryan nation podcast network like we were we were unaware that these people were racist we apologized but we took their money anyways we promised to vet them we promised to vet the aryan nation in the future i just feel like this also became like I just feel like this is like how not to do PR. Like now you've just made it a bigger thing than it was. Yes. Right. Let me, let me try to, who is this controversial Ben Shapiro figure? Let me go figure out what this is. Let me tweet about it. So also Mm -hmm. people who aren't even there are now informed. Let me bring attention to my screw up, (laughs) which wasn't a screw up. And now you're just getting roasted from both sides. Right. It just, no. All right, are you going to quiz me on something to end this, or what do I need to quiz you on? I don't know. You're always like, "What fast food would you want to bring back?" Or, "Do you know how many shades of the rainbow this soda can be?" Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get you one next time. Yeah, we'll try to find something next time on Sunday, the fun day, the second to last Sunday without football.
Why? Ooh, are we going to still record during football Sundays? Yeah, we will. Are we going to? No, we don't want to move it to Saturday. That's when we do DFS. Sorry, guys. We're going to keep it to Sunday. Cannot do Saturday. Yeah. All right. We will see you Sunday. Talk soon. Bye, y'all. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess.